Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Career Conversations with Oinda Malahosi. This is a self-help and career development podcast that inspires us to fearlessly pursue our dreams and have successful careers. Each episode, we feature me having authentic conversation with established career professionals. They will share their journey, experience, and practical tips with the purpose of impacting and equipping us to improve our personal and professional lives. Joining me today is Lola Banjo, a woman in tech and career nomad with 15 years of global experience working for different multinationals in five countries across Asia, Middle East, Africa, and Europe. Lola currently works for Booking.com, the biggest online travel company in the world. She will share with us a career journey, how she discovers global opportunities so we can leverage on our experience and better position ourselves. Thank you so much, Lola, for coming on board. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Now let's get into your career. Can you tell us about your career journey? Wow, it's a very interesting one. So um, when I was in um, uni, um, I already started working um, before I graduated from uni. So I was working at night and I was working, um, I was going to school in the day. Um, I was um, I was working in an American company based out of the Philippines and I was doing something in um, search engine optimization, which is mostly digital marketing. So that sort of um, exposed me to, you know, the basic foundation of digital marketing. This was like years before a lot of people um, even got to even know about digital marketing, even globally. But I think I was just fortunate because um, then this, the search engine optimization was growing as a, as a field in digital marketing and the company offered to train me. And I said, look, I'll jump on the opportunity. So that was how I started working before college. And as part of the work I was doing um, for my undergraduate thesis, I decided to do something in the subject matter of search engines. So that sort of helped me. And um, when I um, turned in my dissertation, um, I knew that I wanted, I, the next thing was to find a job, although I still had my job, but I wanted to move full time, you know, because I was working at night. So I wanted to move full time into a day job. Um, but at the same time, I, I said, look, maybe this is an opportunity for me to leave the Philippines and explore other opportunities abroad. So what I did was before I graduated, um, I started already applying for jobs. Um, I started looking out, I started applying and all I, I remember then all I did was, you know, like um, search engine analyst, like Lagos, search engine analyst, London, search engine analyst, Hong Kong, you know, just go to the, go to the internet and just type in these keywords and then search online. And somehow I landed on um, some, on this website and they said they were looking for a digital marketing analyst in China and for me, any when I see a position and I saw and I see that oh this this position is actually what I do and I can do it, I just apply. Um, I don't think of whether um, whether it's in one place, whether it's in another country that I've never been to. I if first of all, obviously, I have to evaluate it. Like, is this a country that I want to move to? If it's a country that I want to move to, then I will apply. It's not like you know, I want to move to Congo and then I see a job in Congo. Obviously, you have to evaluate if you need, you really want to move to that country. So I just saw that job in China and I just applied for the heck of it. Um, 
and then they called me back and we went through the interview process through Skype, um, you know, back and forth, back and forth. And then they gave me an offer letter and they told me that, okay, we want you to come to Shanghai. Um, and I was actually shocked because, you know, I think when I applied, so the thing is when I apply for a lot of these jobs online, I just apply with a very good resume. And I think that's very important to stress. Like I don't just apply with some crappy resume. You need to put your good foot forward with a well clean polished resume because they're not, they've not seen you. So it's your resume that will first speak for you. So, um, that was something um, that helped me. So what I did is, as long as I had a clean resume, I just applied. Then it was China. I didn't even know anybody in China. So I just asked my parents. I was like, look, I got a job opportunity in China. Um, what do you think about it? I don't know anybody there. I don't speak Chinese language. Um, although the company is a French company and they operate in English. And they were like, look, it's up to you if you want to go. And um, what I, so I said, okay fine, I'll go. And they said, fine, we'll support you. Whichever way you decide, whatever decision you make, we will support you. So I bought a plane ticket. That was a return ticket. And I said, look, I'm going to go. Um, if um, the job is good, I will stay. If the job is not good, I have my return ticket. And that was how I went. And that was how I got my job in, <laughs> in China. And then I worked with them for about a year. And I really loved, you know, I'm not saying that it was all rosy, like it was a perfect life, you know, moving to another country. It came with different challenges, but you know what? These are challenges that build, that build you and build your personality and, you know, yourself for the future. So I had a very good one year with them. I had a good boss, good working experience. Um, and then after a year, me and my um, partner um, decided, you know what? We need to move to Dubai and we wanted to move to Dubai because we wanted to be close to like the UK and Nigeria. I mean, we were far away in the Far East. So we said, okay, let's do it, let's move. So what I did was I started applying for jobs again. Like, you know, once we make a decision that, okay, this will work, I just started applying for jobs. Like, go through all the websites, uh, Unilever, Accenture, Deloitte, name it. One thing I know is, is I always, so I learned this in the second phase of my career that um, to start applying for and uh, focusing on bigger companies like big brand names, big multinational. And so I just applied, applied, applied online. And, um, you know, one day I think I was reading a news article. Like, you know, you just go on Google and you read a news article and they say written by Natasha something or somebody that you don't even know. And um, I said, oh, I really enjoyed the article. So I decided to email the author of the article and I said, look, um, this is what I do. I'm really interested in digital marketing and I'm looking to move to Dubai. Do you know if this company um, um, could be looking for digital marketers? And the, and the guy was like, oh, nice. Um, send me your CV. And this was some random person I did not even know. That guy happened to be, eventually happened to be my boss, you know, three, four, five wow. years back. Because he was working in the company, but he published an article. And this was like early 2000s. Um, so um, that was how that was how went through the process. Forwarded in my CV. He's never seen me. He doesn't know me. He just said, "Fold me a CV." I went through all the interview process: first step, second step, third. Um, you know, with all the different levels of you know due diligence. And after that, they gave me an offer letter, and that was Dubai. Then I moved to Dubai. So um, and then Dubai happened. 
Um, so the bulk of my career was in Dubai. And um, the bulk of my career growth was with this multinational company, Starwood Hotels. Um, so I grew, I think I jumped um, like three times in my career um, progression within that company. Um, and I moved from a hotel and I moved to the corporate office. So what I was doing, luckily for me, another thing, and I need to put it here, is when you are still in your early 20s, um, and you just graduated out of college, it's very important you find the company that really wants to invest in you, that, um, that values you. And it's also very important that you work with a very good manager because what happens is um, your managers really want somebody who can help them do the job because literally you're the one doing the job, but it's your managers that go and do all the, you know, fighting with the big boys. So you do your job well. And when a manager gets promoted, he will carry you with him because you're, help, you're the one helping him do the job that he's going to pitch. So that was something I learned early in my career as well, that, you know, um, just do a good job. Let your boss be happy with you. I'm not saying you should go and be kissing ass or doing something, you know, just do a good job and be happy with your manager. So, and that was what helped me, you know, go through my career. Like I had a good relationship with my managers and I went, moved into the corporate office and, um, Later, when I was even in the corporate office and I moved again, um, you know, I started sort of getting more interested in the marketing side of things because I really understood the technical side. So I decided to do a master's um, in marketing while I was still working. So I was working and I was doing my master's at the same time. So like I said, it's never rosy. It's not like I was enjoying flanger in life. No, you know, there was, there was a price to pay. Like I remember when I did my marketing and my master's, I literally did not have a social life. It's just work, come home, lots of research and lots of journals and type, 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 and then go to bed. Um, but that sort of helped me um, for the next stage of my career where um, I got promoted to um, director level position. And um, at that time, my company was looking for somebody to move to Nigeria to head the hotels in Nigeria. And I thought, look, this was a good opportunity. And I hadn't moved to Nigeria. I hadn't gone back to Nigeria after I left. So I said, look, this is a good opportunity to go back home. Um, at least the way I looked at it was go back home, take a promotion jump, um, have a solid um, proof of point that I have an African experience on my resume. Because yes, I might be Nigerian. What if I've not lived there in a long time? How do you validate that I have a market knowledge of what is happening there? So for me, that was also important because I looked at it from a career standpoint. So I moved to Nigeria and I was heading all the hotels, all the Starwood hotels in Nigeria. And I did the, um, I think I, I did that, I worked, on, I worked within that role for two years. And um, then I decided that, look, I wanted to go back to Dubai. So luckily for me, um, I got transferred um, back to Dubai. Um, and then um, later in 2018, um, you know, there was a merger and acquisition that happened um, within with my company and um, another company. And that led to redundancy of um, jobs. So um, I think in 2018, they made my job redundant and I had to, they even actually asked me if I wanted something else. But at that time, um, I didn't want the position they offered me. So I offered to leave. And for me, I didn't even know what was next. But um, I think me and my spouse sort of agreed at that point that, that that was the end of the Dubai journey for us. So I started looking for another opportunity and um, you know, we're like, okay, we don't know where we're gonna move to. Maybe we'll go back to Nigeria or maybe move to the UK or whatever, or somewhere. But then um, I just started applying for jobs like Hong Kong, Shanghai, all these big cities. <laughs> 
Like, <laughs> so I, the first thing that comes to my mind is big city names, New York, London, Hong Kong, Shanghai, Singapore, you know, Dubai, like big city names where you know they're business hubs. So like, for example, you have a country like, like France now, but um, it doesn't make sense for you to go and apply in one small town in France. You know that in Paris, there might be a headquarter of some company. So that was what I really focused on. Like, okay, if I want to move to Hong Kong, what, con- what companies have their headquarters in Hong Kong? And then I can, then what I do is I go to the career website of the company and I look for careers. I look for the position that I'm interested in and then I apply. So that was what I used to do, just apply. And my current job now in the Netherlands, that was the same thing I did. I, I saw the job on LinkedIn and um, I just applied and, you know, went through all the process and um, I got the job. But the, again, the thing is, I think the, the great thing about my experience is a lot of the jobs I've had in my, in my, throughout my career, um, a lot of them was all found on the internet without them seeing me, but I had to prove myself first with my resume, second through the interviews, proving that I know what I'm talking about. And then thirdly, after hiring me, proving that you did not make a mistake on me. I am capable of doing this job. So that is what has brought me thus far. <laughs> wow. Things I took away where, you know, you were, you know, at the point where you decide, look, it's game on. I want to start applying. You're always on the alert. You are applying, yeah. you're paying attention to your environment, you know, reading articles, thinking, okay, let me, you know, send a message to this guy. Maybe, you know, he can hook me up. I mean, just being alert, being open. Yeah. And yeah. I also like the fact that you don't limit yourself. This is very yes, that's true. to say, okay, let me just, you know, be humble and go small. The fact that you go all out, you go big or let's go big or let's go home. You just apply, and if they say no, and eh, carry on, you know, move on. It's not like you know me. It's not even like I know the person reading the, the CV. I probably would never meet that person in my life. So it's not doing anything to me. So that's why I'm never, I never feel ashamed to apply virtually for something or even talk to somebody virtually because you might never, ever, ever meet that person in your life. But, you know, we're just taking the chance that you made an effort to talk to the person or email the person or apply for that job, that's the best you can do. Fantastic. So, I mean, you sort of touched on my next question because it's about the general perception that the job market is competitive, it's tough. I mean, even on a national scale, I know that it can be tough. So internationally, I know that, you know, it can, you know, it can really, really be competitive. And But you've sort of started to tell us, you know, the formula. I know that you seem to have a hand on the formula on this, you know, job application and moving across countries. And you started talking about it that all you do is apply for jobs. I mean, build your you build your competencies and then you just keep applying and applying and applying. So is there anything you want to add to that? Or that's that's no, that's- I think the, the key thing is um, build the competencies and your skills and apply for the job that you're capable of doing. If your gut feeling says apply for it, then apply for it. Because sometimes you'll find out that some Positions will say 12 years experience, but at the end of the day, maybe the person they hired maybe only has three or four years experience. So if your gut feeling says, you know, when you see a position, if your gut feeling tells you to do it, do it. But the question is, how do you know what your gut feeling tells you to do and when it's just self, uh, self deceiving yourself? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have the formula to that. But um, I think 
key factors is be honest with yourself, be realistic with yourself and know what you're capable of doing and your level and then go for gold. That's it. Thank you. So I wanted to know, I mean, you've worked across several, you know, countries across, you know, different industry, marketing, tech. Do you ever feel the imposter syndrome effect? Like at some point, do you ever feel like, wow, am I really good enough? I mean, after, after, after everything, you know, we, we still boils down to, okay, I'm a Nigerian and I'm going for, you know, this global career. Do I feel worthy? Do you ever at some point feel like this? Um, no, funny enough, no, I've never felt like that. The only time I actually only felt like that was just recently in my career. And that was because I changed industries. So I moved from um, being a digital marketing professional in hospitality and I moved into like more digital product tech in a travel tech space. So um, I think one of the reasons why I felt the imposter syndrome was because um, when I moved to the tech company, in the tech company, things are very different. The style of leadership is very different. Like it's not like your traditional um, multinational company. Like they treat you like you are a God. I'm not even joking. Like they give you food, like you get a cup of coffee for $1 or one euro, you get like everything, everything. Like, but this is why all these tech companies like Google, Facebook, all these tech companies are doing well because they hire very smart people to come and do all the crazy development work, but they also give them everything they want to make them happy. So um, I used to think, oh God, I'm working with all these smart nerds. Like I don't know anything. But obviously, it was my first foray into the tech field. But um, what I did to counter that was um, put a lot more effort on myself to learn how um, the way of life and the culture of tech industries are. Um, what are the things? How does the culture work here? How do people work with each other? How, um, you know, just catch up, brush up on, on, on the culture, basically, in, that comp- in, in the company. And... I always believe that once you're armed with enough knowledge, the knowledge is power. So because I put it on myself when I felt that imposter syndrome to learn more and learn more, I made so much effort to learn more, speak to more people, ask more questions, learn more, because when you get to a point where you're confident enough to stand for yourself, then all that imposter syndrome disappears. So I don't think it was anything bad. I think it was only just natural because it was an industry that I've never worked in. Um, and it was new for me, so I felt threatened, but then I turned it in, into a good thing by um, using that advantage to learn more about the skill. So, and now I've, I've worked for almost two years in that company, and I, I think I stopped feeling like that a long time ago, but that was because I felt more comfortable in my knowledge and skills in this new field. Lovely, lovely. I, I, I believe so much in support. So I wanted to know what sort of support do you have along the way that you feel contributed to your success? Um, well, obviously, the most important thing was my spouse. He was extremely supportive. Um, yeah, because, I mean, it's not like I wanted to move to Dubai or China. Or, and I wasn't even dating him when I moved to China, but all through my career and the different countries I've moved to, um, before I applied for a position, if I, let's say I'm on the internet and I see something, I see a position, I'll say, hey, do you want to go to Thailand? <laughs> or do you want to move to Beijing? I've seen a good position that I think I can do. 
and if he says yeah just apply so what i do is typically i give him a heads up um that um this is what's happening if he says apply because the thing is we apply and then when they when they take me then we will deal with the next um step but the reality is at least we both agree on um on the destination or the 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 focus of what we want to do and we've sort of prepared our mind for it if it if it happens so it's not like saying i see a job in iraq and i'll be like oh do you want to go to iraq of course if i if we both know we don't want to move to iraq so why what's the point of applying so definitely my spouse has been very supportive i'll say my parents and my family i would also say you know just close friends and family like sometimes when you when you're down because i'm not i'm not saying that it has always been perfect um you also have um people there that sometimes you're confused or you can even be depressed where you know you have your hey days where maybe a company doesn't respond to you reach out to people that really love you that support you talk to them and you know they can always make you feel better about yourself so i would say close friends and family as well right so we are we are almost at the end so i like to know is there anything you want to add like a closing message to you know people listening um i i think one key thing i always want to say is don't hold back and give it your best shot you know you only you only live once but i'm not saying you only live once to party you only live once you the only thing you can do is just apply for that job if you see that position um apply for that job but one thing as well it also depends like you you need to also know the kind of person you are are you a 9 to 5 corporate person or are you an entrepreneur um do you have that entrepreneurial drive where you want to run your own business first you need to um figure that out but obviously not everybody figures that out early in their career so if you don't know what you want to do then put in your best when you start your career and then when you get to that point then you can decide do you want to do 95 or do you want to you know start up your own business but again put in your best bet look for multinational companies um it, right now a lot of companies even multinational companies abroad in nigeria you know they are looking for diversity now so this is a good time for you to even apply because sometimes they might even just give you that job simply because you're nigerian or you're from the continent and you just be like ah how but obviously you know from a spiritual angle we'll say that it was just god but obviously god also used the 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 company to say look pick this person because they are from nigeria because they are black because it also helps them from their diversity and inclusion goals they want to show people that look we have different people from different nationalities who work with us we have different people of color who work with us so you know what this is a good time to take advantage of all this diversity and inclusion goals that a lot of companies are so called are buying into these days um yeah amazing amazing practically i mean for myself i am enlightening and i am inspired thank you so much lala for sharing you know all this with us all right thanks oinda bye okay bye bye thank you so much for sticking till the end i appreciate the time you have decided to spend with me Kindly share this podcast with your friends and if you're listening on Apple Podcast please take a minute to drop a review I would personally love to hear from you feel free to send me an email or DM with your comments suggestions and feedback till next time 
never stop believing and pursuing your dreams. You will realize it takes you to take a bet on you.